Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts, where the parents brought in the child Jesus to do to him what the custom of the law required. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. Child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phamuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child and to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth, And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this season of Advent, this season of waiting, this season of preparation. And we pray that you would prepare our hearts to once again receive you as king. Speak to us, we pray, through your word and through the power of your Holy Spirit and in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you join us as we uh, begin this uh, new series of uh, sermons in this Advent season leading up to Christmas that we're calling the original Christmas playlist. I wonder which uh, which songs would make your Christmas playlist. We've already heard some of these songs. Do they know it's Christmas? The fairy tale of New York. Uh, Mud lonely this Christmas. Uh, I wish it could be Christmas every day. And the first record that I ever bought from Boots the Chemist for the price, and this gives away my age, of 15 pence. I brought the record, Slade, Merry Xmas, everyone. I still have it at home. A collector's item, no doubt. Worth a fortune, I'm sure. So, that's what I call Christmas. Now, that's what I call Christmas. So, we're thinking about the original Christmas playlist. Some of the songs that were sung in and around the birth of Jesus Christ. And it seemed... Uh, appropriate this morning as we've been uh, blessing and celebrating uh, the life and the adoption of Elijah to look at that song of Simeon 
when he blessed the baby Jesus and gave thanks. And the first thing that I want to say this morning is about waiting for God to rescue his people. Simeon was one of the faithful Jews that had been waiting in expectation for the Messiah to come. For some 400 years prior to this, there had been little prophetic revelation. It was as if God had been silent. Yet Simeon held on to his faith. He continued to wait. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and for the Holy, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It's difficult, isn't it, when we're, when we're waiting for something to happen. Part of Elijah's story is being one of, of waiting, and part of that waiting has been frustration. Part of that waiting has been annoying. And, uh, but part of that waiting, there's been a faithfulness there. And uh, we've really seen God uh, speak and, and answer prayers, and that's why we're so delighted this morning to be able to share in that blessing because we've shared in some of uh, Angela's struggles and pains in that waiting period and we come to God's word and we see that waiting is something that God's people are often called to do and uh, we wait with that same expectancy and that same hope as Simeon. Simeon was a man on tiptoe, wide-eyed and watching for the one who would come and save Israel. Simeon was wide-eyed and watching. Sometimes when we're waiting for something to happen, the problem is, is, is that we get frustrated and we get bored. And sometimes we can miss what we're waiting for because we stop watching. And uh, Simeon never gave up. However long you have to wait, you're never too old to see what God was doing. How old was Anna? 84. So to all of those of you in your 80s who are here this morning, uh, you know, remember uh, Simeon and Anna. God has not finished. God can still use you. God can still speak to you as you wait in expectancy. You're never too old to see what God is about and what God is doing. As long as you are waiting with watchful eyes to see what God might be doing or saying. Henry Nguyen, in his book, The Sabbatical Journey, says, Waiting is a period of learning. The longer we wait, the more we hear about him for whom we are waiting. Not long before his death, Henry Nguyen wrote this book, Sabbatical Journeys. And in it, he writes about some friends of his who were trapeze artists called the Flying Rodellas. They told Nguyen that there is a special relationship between the flyer and the catcher on the trapeze. The relationship is governed by important rules such as the flyer is the one who lets go and the catcher is the one who catches. As the flyer swings on the trapeze high above the crowd, the moment comes when he must let go. He flings his body out in midair. His job is to keep flying and to wait for the strong hands of the catcher to take hold of him just at the right moment. One of the flying rodillas told Newen, the flyer must never try to catch the catcher. The flyer's job is to wait in absolute trust. The catcher will catch him, but he must wait. Part of our job is to wait in absolute trust and hope that God will catch us. We wait with hope. We wait with expectancy. Waiting for God to rescue his people. 
I wonder, what are you waiting for this morning? What are you waiting for? Are you waiting for God to answer that prayer that you've prayed a hundred, a thousand times? Are you waiting for that loved one to come to faith? Are you waiting for a promise that was given to you? Are you waiting for for God to heal some disease? Are you waiting for God to give you direction in your life? Let us be people who wait with Simeon, on tiptoe, eager and expectant that God will be faithful. So that's the first thing, waiting for God to rescue his people. And then Simeon was waiting for God to reveal his plan. Simeon was waiting for God to reveal his plan. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. It had been revealed to him. Simeon had been given this message that he wouldn't die before he saw the Lord's Christ. And as he got older in age, I'm guessing he wondered whether that promise would ever come true, whether he would live to see that day. Well, he did. Moved by the Holy Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, he was moved by the Holy Spirit. It's interesting, we, we're told uh, four things about Simeon. We're told that he was a righteous man. We're told that he was a devout man. We're told that he was waiting for God's kingdom. And we're told that the Holy Spirit was upon him. He was in the right place at the right time because the Holy Spirit had directed him. He was listening. As he was waiting for God, he was also listening to God. And he was open to the Holy Spirit's direction, which moved him to be in the right place at the right time. Simeon was waiting for God to reveal his plan. Simeon was a man who was familiar with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. No one had to convince Simeon. Mary and Joseph didn't have to share their story about the Immaculate Conception. Nothing was said about the angelic visitation or Joseph dreams. And obviously, Jesus the child didn't say anything. No crying he made. He was the only child. But when Simeon saw Jesus, he knew. He recognised him. And he couldn't keep quiet. Waiting for God to reveal his plan. And then thirdly, Simeon was waiting for God to release his promise. Simeon was waiting for God to release his promise. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you promised you may now dismiss your servant in peace. Simeon had received a promise from God. I wonder whether there are people here this morning who have received a promise from God and like Simeon, you may still be waiting. You may still be wondering. The message of Simeon is don't give up. Don't stop believing. Don't stop trusting. Remember, before the announcement of Jesus' birth, the prophets had been silent 
for not a hundred years, for not two hundred years, for not three hundred years, but for four hundred years, Israel had been waiting a long time for their Messiah. And there was this faithful remnant that kept on believing, that kept on trusting. It may seem that we live in days when the voice of God, the prophetic voice, is somewhat silent. We have to wait in the same way that Simeon waited. Looking and listening and being aware of what God might be saying, but be also being aware of how the Holy Spirit might be moving. Waiting for God to release his promise. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. For my eyes have seen your salvation. Simeon saw Jesus. One look, Max Lucado says, one look in the face of Jesus and Simeon knew the hope of his life had been fulfilled. One look into the face of our Saviour and we know the same. Waiting for God to release his promise. And of course when God does release his promise, Simeon jumps for joy. He sings a song of praise. And we join in with Simeon's songs of praise when God's promises are answered. That's what we were doing today with Angela and the family and with Elijah. We were joining in in an answer to prayer, a promise that had been given. And we celebrate and we rejoice. But we recognize also that the word and the blessing that Simeon brought was also tinged with sorrow, waiting for God to release his promise. Tom Wright in his book, Luke for Everyone, says, Simeon is waiting for God to comfort Israel. Anna is in touch with the people who are waiting for the redemption of Israel. They are both living in a world of patient hope where suffering has become a way of life. It now appears that God's appointed redeemer will deal with this suffering by sharing it himself. Simeon speaks dark words about opposition and about a sword that will pierce Mary's heart as well. From Jesus' conception to birth to life, there was that shadow over Jesus of what was to come. Prophetic words spoken about how God would deal with humanity through Jesus Christ as Jesus enters into this world of suffering he enters into it and he takes on that suffering himself he doesn't remove our suffering and pain all oh, that he would all oh, that we could have those wonderful promises of healing and restoration and fullness in this life and thanks be to God some do but we this passage reminds us that some don't And that some have to live with that pain and suffering. And we'd have to have our eyes shut to think that was not the case. As we look around our world today, we see all sorts of terrible suffering. All sorts of terrible tragedies. All sorts of people who are having to live with all sorts of pain and difficulties. And the good news of Jesus Christ is that he enters into those pains and into those difficulties. 
And his promise is that he will be with us, that he will stand with us. He doesn't promise to always take away the pain. He doesn't promise to always take away the suffering. But he does promise to enter into that suffering with us and to redeem us and to bring us to new life. And this was Simeon's experience. Simeon was waiting for God to release his promise and he saw it. He experienced it for himself. We don't hear anything else about Simeon. We presume that at some stage he passed away, but he passed away in the knowledge that he had not only seen the Christ of the Messiah, the Redeemer, he had met him and experienced him for himself. And you and I can have that same experience. We can see Jesus. We can see the one who redeems us. We can see the one who comes to us. And in this Advent season, as we prepare, as we wait, we do so as Simeon did, on tiptoe, with eager eyes, watching and waiting to see the revelation of Christ the Messiah. Let's be excited. Let's be hopeful. Let's be expectant. And so Simeon, a man waiting for God to rescue his people, he waited a long time, but he saw God's plan, waiting for God to reveal his plan and waiting for God to release his promise.